0: Tuesday afternoon, or maybe it's Wednesday afternoon. Could be Friday night. Welcome back to episode ninety-nine of the Parkrun Adventurers. I'll just check. um, Mel, are you with me this week?
1: I'm here, Scotty. Okay,
0: good, 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 good. Oh, you sure? Didn't need a reminder.
1: Alarms don't work on me, Scotty. Oh, really? I am impervious to alarms.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the rumour going around town.
1: (laughs) You came prepared, didn't you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because this is the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. What we like to do on this podcast and what we've we've done for the past two and a bit years is just talk about Parkrun in general, our adventures at at Parkrun and what we get up to each week and... So on and so forth. So, Mel, ladies first. What did you get up to this week? How was your park <laughs> run adventure on Saturday? Um,
1: Saturday, the one just the one just gone. Yes, yeah, that's the one you're talking about. Let's
0: keep it current. Hopefully.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well Well, um, the plan the plan was to go to Golden Beach Park Run because they were having their fourth anniversary. And uh, that sounds like had, fun.
0: Sounds like yeah, a great yeah, adventure.
1: I had managed to procure and build um, some fabulous costumes. It was a pea party theme. So even though we've had a couple of those before, we decided, no, we're not going to crack out the old pea costumes. We're going to get some new pea costumes. And I had actually got something that when I got it, I thought, oh, Adam's going to kill me. He is not, he's going to fight me tooth and nail. He's not going to want to wear that, even though it'll be amazing and look very cute when there's the three of us all dressed as these beings. And... I got home with said costume and he was, I don't know what he was doing, he was vacuuming or something and so I I quickly grabbed a piece of the costume out of the bag and I put it on and I just stood there waiting until he turned around with the vacuum cleaner and saw me and then when he saw me wearing this piece of costume, he's like, oh my God, that is so cool and so I got out the same piece and gave it to him and I said, there you go, there's one for you. And he was actually really excited. And I'm like, oh my God, this never happens. I thought that was going to be a much harder sell. But he was amped. He was amped for this costume. And so I, I had to stay up a little bit late on Friday night adjusting Wes, Wes's costume because obviously he's a different size than other people and he's needed some modifications. And so, I got to bed at about oh, quarter to one, I think, which isn't too bad mm-hmm. for a Friday night before an anniversary. I've, I've had later. And then um, then Wes woke up at 4 a.m. for a feed. So, I had about three hours sleep, I think, and fed him. He went back to bed. I went back to bed. Adam, of course, slept through all of this. And then my alarm went off at 5.30 Allegedly, I didn't hear it. Uh, I don't have any memory of it going off. And at 10 to 7, Adam woke up, sat bolt upright and said, Oh my God, it's 6.50. And I just, I I also sat bolt upright and looked at him and then looked at my watch and then looked at the sleeping baby who was still out to it. It takes us 30 minutes to drive to Golden Beach. It was 10 to 7. Hmm. Parkrun start at seven o'clock in Queensland. My Nandy is Nambour Parkrun, which is fifteen minute drive away. There was no chance I was going to get there, and I I didn't know what to do. It's like somebody has just slapped you across the face, and I was just I was just thinking, I uh, well, I can't go anywhere. Where Where do I go? Um, but it's it's Parkrun day. It's like oh, well if if we get dressed in like ten minutes, and then in the car, and then that's forty minutes. And then, no, we've got no chance of being able to start late and still finish. I actually had um, something that I was supposed to take for the event team to use during the pre-run brief, which was probably already happening when I woke up. Uh, so, in the end, I phoned the event director, Rochelle, and apologized profusely that I wasn't going to be able to get the thing to her that she had needed. Um and also for the fact that we weren't going to make it. And then after I, I hung up the phone, I just looked at it and was like, "Well, now what do we do?" <laughs> it's just, what do you do when you don't go to park run on park run day?
0: What do you do? Go back to sleep?
1: Um, cry well, we, yourself yeah. to
2: sleep.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be messed up for the next week, seriously, because it's my it's my clock. It's how it's like. The week starts for me or ends for me. You know, all all the other days is going to be like, what day is it again? Are you sure we haven't done parkrun yet? Mm. So, and yeah.
0: this and the bigger issue here is that the the costume that Adam was excited about was wasted. I I hope you get to use it again. It's
1: yes. Well, we're not going to tell anyone what it was in anticipation that someday, some event somewhere is going to do it. Another pea-themed parkrun. Or or another theme that we can realistically say, oh, well, that's what this costume's for. Um, yeah. Next week, for example, I'll be going to Kira Parkrun's anniversary. And that's a green and gold theme. And I cannot, no matter how I twist and construe it, make the pea party right. costume work, unfortunately. So... I could get in touch with M. Nico and ask her if she could change the theme just for us, but I'm pretty sure at this late notice they won't be able to do it.
0: Well, it's worth a try. We know M. M. listens to the program, so <laughs> M. Come on, we're, we're, we've got the pot out early this week, so we're giving you a few extra days' notice. But you
1: just can, to you let everyone know... else know that their best-laid costume plans need to be changed to suit my whim.
0: But you could still just rock up in this outfit. And if people ask, just put it back on them and say, guess. And they can guess and guess and guess. And you just never tell them what you're dressed as. You leave it up to their imagination.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe not. You'll understand in six or 12 months' time when I finally get to wear the costume, you'll understand how that wouldn't work. Yeah, so, well, I know the last time before this weekend that I missed a park run and I was in labour
0: giving oh, of birth. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, you're setting a precedent.
1: But before that, it was 2013 when I was also uh, going, well, I was not on a plane, but I was overseas in France before they had a park run. So I didn't have any choices in the country at the time to to get to a park run. But you know what? I survived. I'm thinking about making a t-shirt that says, I survived not going to park run. Yeah,
0: we don't want to encourage people to skip it. Like we, <laughs> we want to build up the, the idea that it's horrific, that if you don't go to Park run, <laughs> that your life will, well, maybe not end, but it won't be as fulfilled as what it could be. Well, so. yeah,
1: but you know what? Um, I was, um, my brother messaged me because finally um, the rest of his family made it to the most events list after the weekend they got to another event which was their sixth sea so now we're all going to sail the seventh sea together I've been waiting for them to catch up and and that's all awesome and but when he found out that I hadn't gone and I I was a bit gutted he's like it's okay there's going to be another one next week and that actually gave me a lot of perspective and (coughs) I thought okay I am not going to sort of mope around the house for the rest of the day that I've missed Parkrun because he's absolutely right these things, they happen every week and thank goodness for that because otherwise it could have been messy
0: No, we do joke it is perfectly okay to miss Parkrun Uh, I didn't I no, where down, did you go?
1: Well, I, headed, I need to live vicariously yeah, through well, everybody okay. else, though. Well, so. <laughs> well, I headed down
0: to Albert Park because, as as we know, the Commonwealth Games are coming up and they've got the Baton Relay going around the country at the moment. And on the weekend it was Melbourne's turn. And I knew a couple of people who had managed to secure a spot in this relay and they were going to do their turn with the Baton. And so I thought, let's let's head to Albert. I really like going to Albert. It's, it's a bit of a drive for me to get there, but I I really like it when I'm there. I arranged to meet my sister, so she's on the other side of town now. So this was a nice meeting point, and and we had to run at Albert, which is, as I said, always good fun. And the timing worked well because the Baton relay was coming past Albert to Lakeside Stadium, and so I'd get to see get to see all that happening. But we finished Albert Park park run, had a little bit of a chat. The girls walked, so they came in around an hour's time, we and, but we managed to walk around the stadium and at the same time we were walking around one side of the stadium, I think the relay was happening on the other side of the stadium that then went inside the stadium and we completely missed it.
1: So Aww.
0: when we'd figured out that we, you know, we'd seen all the cars go past, we'd seen all the police cars go past, so we thought we must have been close, So, but then they all disappeared. And then we thought, well, let's go inside the stadium. It must be happening in there. And it was. As As we walked into the stadium, they were running out of the stadium with the bat on the other side <laughs> of the stadium. <laughs> so we missed it there too. But that's okay. I saw it on the news. Yeah, well, exactly.
1: The yeah. Fortunately, there, there's media coverage of these sorts of things. And I imagine the people that uh, you knew that were actually doing it probably had people taking photos and whatnot.
0: Are you going to be all right to carry on for the rest of the episode? You're going to be able to stay awake?
1: Yes, okay. It's, it's the middle of the day, Scotty. I'm okay most of the time with the middle of the day. Okay, that's great. In my defense, you know, a lot of people said to me, "Oh well, you obviously needed the sleep." And I'm like, "What? Four hours of broken sleep isn't enough for a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, do you think?
0: <laughs> yeah No, I was reading during the week. there's some people don't need. Eight hours sleep. There's some people that have got some sort of chromosome or drug or body composition and they only need four hours sleep. So maybe you're one of those.
1: Well, I can't... Well, actually, no, we we know the answer
0: to that. You're clearly not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I have been surviving on not much sleep for, for a while now. And as I pointed out to my husband when I was very tired on Saturday night, you know, the thought came into my head... You know how when you're like completely knackered and you think, oh, I'm so tired. I'm really going to sleep well tonight. Like that's the thought process that happens. Yeah. That happened. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. No, I'm not. Because it's not up to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's completely up to an eight-month-old person who is happy to see me every two to three hours. (laughs) And. So even though I had this thought that I was so tired and I'm gonna, really going to sleep well, I then I realised I wasn't and that actually was worse. <laughs> it's lucky he's so damn cute. Yeah. I'll just say that.
0: And you've only got a few more months to go, I think. Yeah,
1: like how, how long is it till he's 18? No, Isn't that no, when people start sleeping well?
0: No, 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 no. It happens way before that. Okay.
1: I won't count my sleeps before they happen.
0: Our next guest joining us on the podcast this week has represented Australia at the Olympics and the World Championships and runs really, really fast for 5K and 10K. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, Patrick Tienan.
2: Thanks, Scott. It's um, a pleasure to be on
0: here. By the time some people listen to this podcast, they may know the answer to this, but you've got your trials coming up for the 5K for the Commonwealth Games. Um, are we pretty confident going into that that you're going to be uh, running the five k in April?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know about pretty confident about me here, but I'm uh, optimistic. I think if I if I do the best I can, then I'll um, yeah, I should secure my spot for that. So you know, just try to show up on the day and um, hope everything's in in working order.
0: Hey, I'm confident. I think you'll go. Right. <laughs> but um, right. if you don't. You've got the backup. You've got the ten k as a backup.
2: Yeah. So the ten. I mean, the ten k was always going to be our main focus going into it. Um, and then if, if I made the five k as well, that'd work out well with the schedule. So um, yeah, there really wasn't a, a losing situation there for me trying to do both. So we figured we'd give it a shot. Um, but yeah, I already secured my spot in the ten k. So uh, worst comes to worst, I'll I'll be able to give that a hundred percent.
1: What kind of times are we looking at that you need to run to be able to get in like as a qualifier?
2: So so the selection trials themselves, um, I'm not actually sure what it is for the 10,000, but the 5,000, I think the time's around 14 minutes, 25 seconds um, on the track. So trying to translate from like a park run that's probably the equivalent of about a 15-minute park run. And then from there, basically there's an A standard and a B standard to make the Commonwealth Games team. Um, The A standard is 13 minutes and 22 seconds and the B standard is 13 minutes and 35 seconds. So basically at some point in the 12 months leading into the trials, um, you have to hit one of those two times and then I mean the if you hit the A standard that puts you in the in the box seat. And then come the trials you have to finish at least in the top three in order to give yourself a chance to make the team.
0: But I think this is one area that actually does fascinate our listeners. Because Parkrun is five K, we can all kind of relate to the times now that you're talking about. So when you say a fifteen minute park run, the national record yeah. we've got Uh, Liam Adam holds that at fourteen twenty-two. For you to do a fifteen-minute park run, are you working hard? Like you, is that a challenge for you, or is that pretty easy?
2: Um, I mean, it it probably should be easy, but it's a um, no. It would definitely be. It's a decent effort. Um, I mean, because at the end of the day, with the mixed terrain and whatnot, anything under fifteen minutes is is a really good run. Um, But yeah, it's it's hard to tell um compare times in in events like a parkrun, i guess because um well just there's so many variables on the course whereas it we're running it on the track it's just it's flat um you're doing 400 meter laps so you're getting your splits evenly each time um and you've got the option of having people to pace you through it which which is a lot easier to do there because you can get into single files so um honestly I think anything around that 15 minute mark in a park run is a pretty impressive effort um regardless of regardless of where you're at
0: I tend to agree I think 15 minutes is not too shabby for 5k yeah
2: no I I think 15 minutes is a pretty good effort so
0: now you headed along to Toowoomba park run a couple of weeks ago and you didn't Give it a go, um, but how did you find your your first park run at Toowoomba? It was great.
2: Um, yeah, I was very surprised at the uh, at the numbers that came out. Um, I, I thought it was a really big big crowd that was out there, and then the organizer came up to me and told me she apologised that that it was a smaller showing. So um, no, I was I was very impressed with with the setup and how everything was handled, um, and I think everybody there really enjoyed themselves. You know. Which is, which is the main thing, um, and I think that's the hardest part about getting into running is a lot of people just don't find it enjoyable or they don't really see, um, I guess, see the point in doing it. And as well, it's, I mean, the fact that you can just show up and each week run the same course and try and best your time um, is just, I think, that's a really good, really good way to get people into it um, rather than having to pay anywhere between 50 and and $100 to run a half marathon once um, in July or something like that, you know. So, no, I, I had a great experience there and I think everybody out there really enjoyed themselves.
1: And what got you to go along? Did you have a friend sort of say, hey, Pat, you know, there's this 5K run that I do every week you want to come along with or how did you get involved?
2: So, my, uh, my dad actually... Um, He's a school principal out here, and I think he knows the lady who organises apart from here quite well. Um, and when he told her I was back in town, she actually um, knew knew of me and knew what I'd done, and asked if I could come out. And um, yeah, asked if I could come out and jump in. Um, I think she was expecting me to give it a bit more of a crack than I did, but uh, no, it was it was a great experience, and I'm really glad I went.
1: And will you be back?
2: Yeah, I'm hoping to. I mean, I'll be I'll be around the area for for the next couple of months at least, leading into the games. So you never know. Maybe maybe a Saturday will line up with one of my harder harder running days, so I might be able to give it a crack at some point um, leading in. But no, I'd I'd love to go back out. I think it's a great way to get to know a few people in your community, and um, yeah, it's also just a lot more fun than running by yourself. So yeah.
0: So Pat, you've moved around a bit. Uh, lately, you've spent the last few years at Villanova, a college in America, probably more well known for their basketball team than um, their track team, and then you came back to Australia and you're down, you've been based down here in Melbourne. What are the plans for you moving forward? Where are you going to be
2: based so I'm actually still based over in um, in Philadelphia. I so I graduated there in December of 2016 at Villanova, and my college coach agreed to take me on professionally. So I've been training under him for the last yeah bit over a year now. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty much based out of Philly, and then only really come back to Australia over the Christmas period. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm I'm in Philly for probably. I'd say five to six months of the year, um, Australia for two to three months, and then over in Europe for another three months, and that's that's pretty much the routine that i'll I'll be in for the next couple of years at least.
1: You, as well as being in all different places, you also compete at a lot of different distances. Obviously we've talked about you know the five and the ten k at com games, but you also do not just track but cross country while you were at college. Do you find there's a lot of difference um, in terms of the training that you need to do in preparation for different distances? Is one, like, is training for a 10K a lot different than training for a 5 and do you have to stop training for one to focus on the other at any given point or can they be complementary?
2: Um, so I think they can be complementary but you also have to um, figure out which one you want to specialise in. Um Cause yeah, it is it is slightly different training. So a ten k, you'll be doing a lot of longer repetition work, and um, it's more sort of working on building strength in your legs more so than speed. Um, whereas the five k, when it gets to world championship levels and Commonwealth Games um, type events, it can the race isn't always going to be a, um, a strength matter. It can, can come down to the last lap, so. You do have to touch into your speed a bit there, which um, which makes the training for both the five k and the ten k a little bit tricky at times. Um, which is why you, like I said before, you do have to figure out which one you want to specialize in and focus on in the lead up. So for these games, the ten k is my focus, so we'll be training for that, and um, but we'll we'll add in a few five k sessions here and there. So some as ready as I can be for both but um but yeah I mean it definitely does help focusing on one event rather than two.
1: What does a typical week of Pat Tin and training look like if if any of our listeners out there want to go and train like they're going to get in the Commonwealth Games what do they have to do this week?
2: So this week well this week's a bit of a different week because it's a race week but a standard week um so I'll have a Monday will usually be two runs. I'll go for an hour run in the morning um, and a half hour run in the evening. And then in between those, I'll go to the gym and do some some strength and conditioning exercises as well as some sprinting drills. And then Tuesday will be a session day. So usually we're on the track on Tuesday doing either 800 repeats or 1k repeats so that'll be in the morning then i'll go to the gym after that um, do some more strength and conditioning stuff and then a half hour in the afternoon again wednesday is a very enjoyable day just the one run in the morning usually between 50 minutes and an hour and that's it for the day just recovering the rest of it and then thursday is very similar to monday in fact it's exactly the same as monday friday is the same as tuesday except instead of doing a track session i'll probably be out on the trails doing a tempo or a, um, a longer effort sort of run and then a half-hour run in the evening again. Saturday's probably the easiest day of the week, so I'll just go for a 45-minute run in the morning, um, once again a recovery day. And then Sunday is long run day, so that'll range anywhere between 90 minutes and an hour 45, and I'll usually cover about between 22 and 26 days for that run. But, yeah, and so that traps off my week. So are you
0: enjoying it, Pat? You know, you've become a professional runner now. What's what's life like as a professional runner? Um, it's not too bad.
2: You have a lot of free time, so you got to find ways to fill in your time and whatnot. Um, but, no, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I've got a great group of mates that in my uh, running group and also socially just in, in Philadelphia from, from college. So... No, I mean, they're always there to hang out with and whatnot, so it makes the time go pretty quickly. But but honestly, I mean, throughout, I don't actually have a whole lot of just sitting around time during the day. Um, I mean, between the runs, sessions, gym work, uh, speed work, it fills in your day pretty well. So basically the time I have away from training, I'm just trying to recover as best as I can. So... No, it works out pretty well, and I'm a pretty um, laid-back, slow-going kind of guy, so it's it's a lifestyle that definitely suits me. But, yeah, while we're overseas, definitely a lot of reading, a lot of um, – if you want to know a good Netflix series to watch, I'm usually a guy to tell you which one to go to. But, um, no, I mean, you, you find different things here and there to fill in your time, and um, I haven't got bored of it yet at all. So, no, I'm really enjoying my time um, running for Nike.
0: What about the pressure of running for Nike and the pressure to perform to effectively keep your job, I'm guessing? Is that a burden or do you thrive under that pressure?
2: Uh, I kind of like it. I mean, I think if there's if there wasn't any pressure to it, then there wouldn't be any sort of drive for me to try and be better. So I think if there's some sort of... I mean, that's, that's like an incentive to keep you going, I guess, and um, make you want to... Get to the to the top of the top of the game. So, no, I really enjoy it. I think it's a great great environment. Um, Nike always strive for the best out of their athletes. So, no, I was very happy to be able to sign on with them and um, become a part of that become a part of that legacy. There.
1: Speaking of pressure, I know a lot of people. Uh, in, in the lead-up to road races, for example, they'll stay the hell away from trails lest they roll an ankle or something. But you mentioned in your training that you, you head out on the trails once a week. I, is that not something that sort of you're cautious about, injury? Like,
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess the, um, the injuries we're more worried about are overuse injuries, so stress fractures and whatnot. Um, and that tends to come a lot from doing all our kilometres on the road and um, so, I mean, the trails are actually a very, very welcome, uh, that's a very welcome sight for us um, and, I mean, yeah, you, you do run the risk of rolling your ankles while you're out there but, honestly, I think if, you, if you're paying attention to detail and you're doing all the little things right, it acts more as sort of a strengthening exercise for, for your ankles and your calves and feet. Um, running on the trails and, um, yeah, I think a lot of people can just get too caught up <clears throat> running on the road and that's what it eventually can lead to, to overuse injuries and, yeah, bone bone wear injuries and whatnot. So, no, I mean, I'll try and run on trails as much as I can. Um, there's not a whole lot of them up here in Toowoomba, but, yeah, there's a few that i try and try and run on at least once a week.
1: We're a fan of trails. Scotty has difficulty staying vertical sometimes, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates the uh, view sometimes. <laughs> Only in races, generally speaking. <laughs> um, speaking of overuse injuries, though, you you also mentioned that, you know, you, you do a long run, which is obviously like twice or more the distance of your 10K runs. What's the benefit of doing a long run like that when you are training for speed over shorter distances?
2: Um, so I think that's where... You're combining combining sort of both areas, your your aerobic and your anaerobic capacities. So a long run's a a very easy way to build up your aerobic capacity without taking away too much from the anaerobic one because, yeah, so you're going to build up your anaerobic capacity in those sessions that I do on Tuesday and Friday. And so by doing a long run on Sunday, it means I don't really have to incorporate too much aerobic stuff into my Tuesday and Friday sessions. So... It's sort of it's an easy way to take care of of that, and and it also builds up a lot of strength in your legs by by being out there for ninety minutes or longer. So yeah, I mean it's it's something that is very common amongst professional runners. I don't think there's many guys who are running to fifteen hundred meters or above who don't do a long run. Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of like the bread and butter thing to do at the end of your week. Um, but, yeah, so that's the best way I can explain it for you.
0: Now, your focus is obviously on the com Games at the moment. Can I take you back to the World Championships last year? Yeah. You had, you had an interesting
2: week. It was a very interesting week, yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's take it back to you were out in front a long way. You led the whole pack. What, what was the thinking there? And what was going through your mind when you were miles in front of all these? Uh, the world's best.
2: I mean, what was going through my head was that I'm, I'm not quite as quick as them over the last 400 metres, so I was trying to trying to do something a little different. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it it paid off. Um, I mean, I think it would have paid off if I'd, if I'd run it a little differently, approached it slightly differently. Um, but, no, I mean, I don't, I don't regret doing it at all. I think I, I gave myself the best chance I could to win or medal. Um, and at the end of the day, that's why... That's why you go to events like that you don't you don't go there to finish eighth or ninth you go there to try and try and win it and um, yeah that's what I was that's what was going into my thought process by making that move so far out um, but yeah I mean as far as leading them goes it was I mean I guess I, it did, didn't seem like a big deal to me at the time just because I'd raced a lot of those guys in the months leading into that race. So it was a nice little change, I guess, to be in front of them instead of trailing behind um, at that stage of the race. But, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's, everyone's competing. Everyone's got the right to compete there, and you're on even, even terms uh, when that gun goes off. So um, I think you've got to treat it like that when, you, when you're racing. So did you
0: cop any criticism? Me as a spectator, I loved it. I loved seeing an Aussie um, out in front leading the, the rest of the world. Did people question you, your tactics? Did you cop any criticism? Like what the hell's he doing? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean everyone's got their um, everyone can sit at home and um, say how they would have they would have won the world championships. Um, I've been sitting at home for the last three weeks saying how I would have won the uh, one day internationals between Australia and England, you know, but at the end of the day I I'd go out there and I'd be useless. So no, I mean um, yeah, a lot of people did have criticism for what I did. I think a lot of people thought I was um, was a bit too bold. Um, I went into it sort of a little arrogant as far as they were they saw it. But no, I mean, when it comes down to it, I talked to my coach, uh, my family, my agent, and to me they're the, they're the three people that are going to help me progress and they were all happy with how I ran it. So, um, yeah, I mean their opinions are the ones that I hold um, hold the highest. So if they are all happy with it, then I'm happy with it.
1: Isn't it funny how we all become experts when we're on the couch? I'm pretty sure I'd make an excellent figure skater. I could like <laughs> skate rings around those guys in the Winter Olympics at the moment.
2: Yeah, so could I, mate. but uh, <laughs> We just didn't get the opportunity, did we?
1: Oh well, obviously we just chose chose the wrong path. We I did guess. just
2: we, yeah, we just chose the wrong sport. Right? <laughs>
1: Now, the, um, the performance that you had, I, and I don't know how far out from any given race you know who your competitors are going to be, but does that sort of feed in a little bit to any kind of strategy that you do pick? Because you would be familiar with how other runners run that are sort of moving in your circles. Does, does it inform your strategy or do you just try to run your own race and hope that your strategy is different or going to be the winning one on the day?
2: Um, I mean, you've got to do a bit of both. So, obviously, you want to be able to run to the best of your ability. In order to do that, you've got to run to your strengths. But, like you said, you've also got to be able to know what um, your opponent's strengths and weaknesses are. So, I mean, there might be races where you've got to do something a little bit different in order to hurt them, Um, and it might hurt you as well. But I think if you're mentally prepared to do it, there's a chance that you can catch them off guard and whatnot. So... Uh, Yeah, definitely leading into it, you look at who you're up against and you try and plan out the race to the best of your ability um, to win it or to put it in your favour. But, I mean, you can just never really predict what's going to happen when you're out there because realistically they're sitting at home doing the exact same thing that you're doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can go in with a plan and you go in with knowing what what your strengths are and what their weaknesses are, but I think you've just got to be prepared for, prepare for any sort of situation that can happen out there because um, as much as I'd love to say, you can always dictate the race, you can't, but you can, I think you can adjust during the race and make it work in your favour. So, yeah, I mean, you've just got to just to have an open mind and um, yeah, do a little bit of research before you go there.
1: A little bit off on a tangent, but sort of related. I'm always fascinated by people who go to university and they study something that's not, you know, what they're actually doing. So obviously, you were running at college, but you were also studying like the book learning type stuff, but you weren't studying running. You did, you majored in math or mathematics if you're in Australia. Was that, uh, is that always been an interest of yours, or did you think? I'm going to be really good at maths and it's going to help me with my splits and my training and, you know, what, what What? was the motivation there?
2: So, yeah, I guess with the math, it wasn't didn't have anything to do with athletics when I initially signed up for it. Um, I was just very interested in it and uh, studied a lot of – I loved math when I was in high school and um, – yeah, I mean, that was just what took my interest because initially I did try to do something similar to what, you were, um, to what you were suggesting there. So I studied at the University of Queensland for a year in 2012 um, and I did exercise science and had these big aspirations of um, being able to become a physio and being able to know um, – like really understand my body and whatnot and basically the degree was all based around my running career but I mean I signed up for it and just really did not enjoy it. So yeah I went to the US and tried something a little different there and yeah I mean math and economics were the two things that really caught my eye. Um, We've had a big interest in them so uh, yeah I went with that and Honestly, had nothing to do with running. It was just, just something that I really enjoyed outside of it. And, yeah, it was a really pleasant um, break from all of it, to be honest. So, yeah.
1: I can understand the pleasant break. Do you think having balance, like something that was so completely different to what you were um, absorbed in all the time with your running uh, helped you? with your running, like to actually have something that was a break to get away from it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody needs an escape from, from what they're doing in order to – I mean, you can't, you can't be uh, on the job 24-7, you know. I think people just go a little mad when they do that. So it's um, – no, it's definitely nice to have something outside of running to keep me distracted and – um yeah, just, I think it's, it just makes you a bit of a more interesting person as well. So <laughs> it's, um, yeah, nice to, nice to have things to talk about outside of, outside of running um, when I come home at the end of the day and whatnot.
0: Are you looking forward to going back to Philly, Pat? I mean, they've just won the Super Bowl. I know Villanova, as I mentioned, is doing really well in the college basketball. Are you ready to go back to a, a town that's in party mode?
2: Um, yeah I, I mean I was going to say I don't think they'll be in party mode when I'm back but knowing Philly they probably will still be celebrating it I think they're um, still celebrating now so yeah yeah so yes. probably won't change in April but yeah and no, I am looking forward to it I mean I've got, like I said before I've got a gr- great group of mates back there that um, I do miss a lot I have a girlfriend over in New York so I'm really looking forward to uh, being back with her and um yeah, just generally being back um, in what I would consider to be home right now. I think it's just it's where all my stuff is and it's uh, the place I sort of return to all the time. So no, it'll be good to get back there and spend a couple of, I'll probably only be there a couple of months before heading out again. Um, but yeah, it will be nice to be be back, be back at least for a little while.
1: Well, we've loved having you here and having a chat, but before we let you go, I do want to know what your top three picks for Netflix are.
2: Top three picks for Netflix, all right. I mean, you've, I'm sure you already have, but if you haven't, you've got to watch Stranger Things, Seasons 1 and 2. Check. No, I watched one the other day. i am going to make sure I get this right. It's a foreign TV show, similar line to Stranger Things. It's called Dark, and now, I don't know, have you watched it at all?
1: I haven't. We, we came across it the other day and it was a funny conversation because my husband and I will often just sit there for 30 minutes scrolling through different things on Netflix, trying to find something we both agree on. And he, he literally said, oh, what do you feel like? And I said, oh, nothing dark. And he said, so not dark then. <laughs> and He actually had it highlighted and I hadn't I hadn't been watching the TV. And I was like, yeah, probably not that. But if it's along the lines of Stranger Things, then, then I'll be in for that. I, I was just not wanting anything that was all about uh, death and killing and that sort of dark.
2: Yeah, I mean it's not. I mean, there's a little bit of death involved. I won't lie to you, but um, but no, I mean it's it's more actually to do with the main concept around it is um, time travel and how it's not necessarily going back, like going back in the past can affect the future but how the future can affect going back sort of thing. Um, so it's a, it's a show that makes you think a lot, which which I really enjoyed. But yeah, would definitely recommend that. And then third pick, um, oh, the uh, movie with Will Smith that they did talk bright. I thought that was great. Really enjoyed it.
1: Really? That looks a bit ver- that looks very oddball to me.
2: Yeah, it's odd. But uh, I mean I'm just a big Will Smith fan and I I mean, I could have a very biased opinion there, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was i thought it was very interesting.
1: Awesome. I'll add it to the list.
2: There you go. You've
0: convinced me, too, because I've seen it there, and I've just kept scrolling past it. Like, it looks interesting, but then it looks a bit too weird. If yeah. It's got, if it's got your tick, Pat, I'll, I'll look it up this week.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you might come back and tell me it's <laughs> exactly. weirder than you thought. But, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, thanks Thanks for coming on the Parkrun Adventurers and um, having a chat to us this week. Best of luck coming up for your trials and um, super best of luck coming up for the Commonwealth Games in April.
2: Yeah, no, thanks guys. I mean, it was great to chat to you. No, it is good to be able to explain what I do to uh, to people that might not, or well, people that probably won't fully understand it. Um makes me understand what I'm doing a little, little better as well. So, no, no, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here.
0: And we're going to look out uh, on the parkrun event list for um, see if you can have a crack at Liam's. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to. register the
2: register line for it. Yeah, yeah so. register
0: it and then yeah. have a crack. I think you've got. I think you've
2: got in. <laughs> Sounds good.
3: Good morning Parkrun Adventurers. It's Lyndall here reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew and I'm up at the fourth anniversary of Golden Beach Parkrun where they have a pea theme. So there is lots of pink and lots of purple. I myself am head to toe purple including purple zinc cream all over my face. I don't know whether anyone will want to talk to me after this um, but we'll go for a run and have a chat a bit later and see if I can find anybody to interview. Okay, so Ethan and Sheree, how are you going today? Let me know what you're wearing and what you've come as today. Okay, so today I have come as a princess and I'm wearing a tiara
4: and a princess mask.
3: I was following you out on course and because you had it on the back, it really freaked me out, can I just say? Yeah, it is a bit freaky. It is a bit freaky mask. But it was a bit too hot to
4: wear on the face, so yeah, it went on the back. Yeah, you would have tripped over for sure. Yeah.
3: And how about you, Ethan? I've been dressing up as a punk. And so what have you got you I see you've got your hair all up in a mohawk and yes. it's different colors what colors can you remember purple and green well they sound like great colors I myself am dressed in purple so I approve of your color choice my
4: favorite
3: color purple is my favorite color hey me too awesome mm-hmm. high five <laughs> now how long have you been coming to Parkrun and what do you like about it um, well I've been coming to Parkrun I think for it's been 12 weeks
1: and what I like about this park is that when you run you can have fun and you can talk with your friends while running
0: and also
3: that I like pacing all the way up to the end and then start sprinting. So you start sprinting and leave everyone behind? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> There's kids like you at every park run that I go to. How about you Sheree? How long have you been coming to park run, and how did you get into it?
4: Yeah, well, I've been coming to Golden Beach Park Run for 12 weeks, um, but I used to do Kiwana Park Run a few years ago and um, with friends, and then I um, decided to start back up again when my son got interested with, because of his friends. So, yeah, off and on, really.
3: Excellent. And what do you like most about Park Run? Uh, I like it that you can try and beat your time
4: every week. You're only racing against yourself um, and no one else. So you just try and and better yourself, really, and you're running with a group of people wanting to do the same thing. And you can wear a costume
3: every so often, right? That's right, and cake today. (laughs) Cake, that's always a bonus, isn't it? Well, thanks for your time today. Thanks for talking to me, and have a great Saturday. Okay, so now caught up with a couple of ladies in wonderful costume what's your name and what are you dressed as hi I'm Sheila and I'm a prisoner and I'm Lisa and I'm a police officer and thank you for waiting to talk to me I yelled out to you on the run and said hey Make sure you talk to me at the end. Yeah, and we said, oh, there's a lady in purple with a purple face. She probably wanted to talk to us about our running technique because it's terrible. (laughs) We thought you were a trainer, so we thought you were going to give us some tips (laughs) on how to run better. Well... As you can tell, I've finished about the same time as you, so clearly I'm not that much better a runner than you guys, so... <laughs> um, we did it. Now, yes, we, we, we did it. We did it. Yeah, we did finished. it. 36.36, 36, yeah. so we're happy with that. We've not been for a while, but yeah, yeah, it was great. And is Golden Beach normally your
4: home park one? Yes, yeah. Yes. We love it here. Because the scenery along the water is beautiful, and yeah, some of it's shady, some of it's sunny. So, yeah, we really love it.
3: Yeah, so that body of water is the Pumice Stone Passage, mm. yep, yep. which is perfect for the Pea Park
5: one oh, today. Yeah? Yes, that's right. Did you click? No! And we were joking <laughs> that you wanted to do a pantomime when we got back, you know? <laughs> uh, okay, well, we play. Well, I
3: mean, you're. Policeman chasing your prisoner, exactly. and you did catch her. But I've noticed that you didn't actually handcuff her. So you had all the gear: you got a gun, you got handcuffs, and you've got your ball and chain. So just, just describe what you're wearing and what you've got on.
4: Uh, I am in a blue officer shirt, sort of, with a uh, what's this, a badge, badge, please. badge, attached to me, and I have a black belt which was holding my gun and uh, the handcuffs, and wearing a police hat.
5: Excellent. <laughs> and how about you as
3: a prisoner? I've been very sadly, my husband would not even stand with me, um, coloured in
4: some black marker pen stripes <laughs> on an old T-shirt and written something on the back that says... Golden Beach Park Run 4th Anniversary Prisoner and then it's got your running number if found, return to prison yeah. You, yeah.
3: Would be, you, you should have said if found, return to park one that would have been a happier ending wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know, prison's not too bad eh? oh,
4: <laughs> I don't know, I've, no, no, I've, been, been. I've never <laughs> been
3: well, I've been coming here for on and off 4 years now because I had a stroke about 5 years ago so I decided to get back to running so I've been on and off but Lisa and I have been coming Oh, probably for a good year now because we're running buddies and we live near each other. So I just love the community feel that people really support you. And uh, my time's always
4: around this generally, but I don't think it matters how fast you go as long as you're moving. So, and I think everybody just motivates you. And dressing up's just a bit of fun, isn't it? I love the park runs and,
3: yeah, love the community spirit yeah. and doing it with yeah, us. we yeah, do it all the time yeah. together. Yeah. Well, that's a great philosophy, which is another P word for the Park Run <laughs> anniversary today. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire. I was trying to think of a P word. It's just perfect. 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 Well, thank you, ladies, for participating today and for being such good sports for the podcast. <laughs> I think I should stop now because I think I'm running out of P yeah. words. But thanks very much and um, see you next time at Golden Beach. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now we need a P. <laughs> a P, Pee, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Okay. Now I've found the fiercest parkrun pirates going around at Golden Beach today. I've got I've got Ian and Daryl, hey, how are you? How are you blokes today? And um how's very your good. run?
0: Yeah, it's very good. Very good run. Yeah. I'm a walker.
3: Excellent. That's okay. Yeah, the there's wooden m- leg,
0: you know, playing up.
3: Your wooden legs playing yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good. Uh, and leg. <laughs> did you Did you manage to find a parrot?
0: No, no. The parrot guy wasn't here today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there's a pelican out there though.
0: Oh, there's plenty of them. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Um. And are you regulars here at Golden Beach Park, aren't We
0: certainly are. Been here a few years now. Yeah.
3: Excellent. And regular most Saturdays.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Done over a brunt of runs.
3: Over a hundred runs, runs. Yeah. excellent About
0: 40 so
3: You're up to about 40, 40 in yeah. Excellent. Um, and why did you decide to come dressed as pirates today?
0: Because it was a day. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies told us. Yeah. <laughs> the ladies told us.
3: Oh, the ladies told us. So, so they they're all dressed as and princesses. And we yeah. So they're princesses, you're we pirates, pirates. Right. and you've got your eye patches and your bandanas and you're all decked out in black and you've got your wooden legs. That's, That's it.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> as you can see, they dressed us. <laughs>
3: Perfect. Um, and what do you like best about Park Run?
0: Oh, it's just a community, you know, it's really good to get together and do the park run. Yeah, and everybody seems to come as regulars. so it's really good. That's great. We'll get together later on for a coffee and a chat that seems to go on forever. Yeah, very good.
3: Excellent. So nice community here at Golden Beach Park Run. Certainly, I'm visiting here and the course is beautiful. Do you find yeah, you get very many visitors?
0: Yeah, you get a lot in the holiday. Yeah, very busy. Um, we've just done one in Queen Bee, oh. and uh, there's a couple of hills that are pretty cruel, and they say, you go through the letters of the alphabet, to earn your queue, you really do earn it. Yeah, <laughs> <for Queen Bend.
3: laughs> yeah right.
1: Yeah. The numbers now,
0: can go from 200 to 300 people with the visitors, so yeah, the numbers can come up to 300 people with the visitors, yeah, wow. so there's quite a few turn up.
3: Excellent. Now. Since you've um, mentioned the Alphabet Club, I will have to mention the Pirate Club. Do you know about the Parkrun Pirate Club, and are you guys Parkrun Pirates?
1: We, we are this
0: we week. Might. <laughs> we, might, we might get adopted into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have heard something. Um, there's quite a few that we're learning about.
3: Yes. Mm. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So, um, but not Pirates at this point in time. No, it's a bit of a... No. You've got to travel a bit because you need seven season. r so there's, it's a bit of travelling. All right, then. Well, thanks very much um, for dressing up. Thanks for your, your, your wives and partners for dressing up, and we'll see you next time. I'm will at Golden do. Beach.
0: Thank you very much. <laughs> we will. We'll be there somewhere. Yeah.
3: All right, so Rochelle is here. Rochelle is the event director. How are you today? How did your fourth anniversary go?
4: It went really well, thanks, Lyndall. Um We had, oh, I think we're up to about 300 and something now. We've still got... A few people coming through the funnel, so yeah, it's been a great success. Cake, everyone loves cake. <laughs> everyone love
3: cake, loves cake. Everyone loves costumes too. So <laughs> there's a lot of pink. There's a lot of princesses. Uh, quite a few pirates. Um, and what else was there out there? Lots of purple. And yourself. Now I'm getting a peace theme here.
4: Is that where you're going, yeah. Michelle? Peace out. It's what park runs all about. It sure is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um so your anniversary you got a few extra than you'd normally get on a
4: normal parkrun day? Yeah generally we've we um on the sixth of January we had three hundred and seventy-seven which has been our course attendance record. So um we haven't hit that today but it's well up there so yeah. Plenty of people.
3: Yes, yeah, plenty of people on your pea yeah. Park Run. Um, and being on the Sunshine Coast, the beautiful Sunshine Coast here on Queensland, that's why you get the tourists during tourist season, yeah?
4: That's right. We get a lot of tourists through Victoria. Uh, we had Melbourne, Sydney today. We had a few England. We tend to see a few people coming from England. So, yeah. Excellent. Um, and your nearest park run from he- for here is how far away? Well, not far. It's got um, Kiwana and Brightwater, which is about a fifth... 10 to 15 minute drive up the road, um, and then Central Lakes is the one south of us. Excellent. So a few not too far away, but they're still a little bit sparse on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, we're keen to get another one down this end, so um, yeah, we're peaking interest at the moment from community and seeing if anyone out there would like to start one.
3: Oh, oh just a tip, it'd be great for you to get a Caloundra for your seven C's. So for the pirate club, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm up to six C's and an R, and I need to go to either Coffs Harbour or Cairns to get a C. Oh, we need Cloundra.
4: What about Cloundra West?
3: Either will be As long as it starts (laughs) with C, I'm in. (laughs) All right. Now, how did you get into parkrun yourself? Are you a runner, and how long have you been involved? How did you go?
4: Yeah, I'm certainly not a runner. Well, I am now, but I wasn't. I um. I started going to Kiwana because I had my first bub, she was 10 months old, I thought I probably need to do something for my um, mental health right now. So I started going to Koana Park Run and quite quickly um, noticed that I was driving there every Saturday and why do I need to drive when we could have one in our own community down this end. So a bunch of us, um, including my dad and some best friends, um, got together and started it up. So yeah, it's a really supportive community, we've got loads of people that help out every single weekend, so... And had you done much volunteering
3: before you started to start this one?
4: I had actually through university while I was studying I did some volunteering um, but nothing quite like this so yeah.
3: Well, look, just from being here this morning and having a chat to some of the parkrunners, the regular ones, it's clear to me that you've been really successful at building a really nice community feel here. And look, we say that about all the parkruns, but it comes from you guys who start it to just get that that friendship groups going and the coffee afterwards. So well done.
4: Thanks, Lindell.
3: (laughs) Thanks for everything that you've done for Parkrun here in Golden Beach.
4: Oh, thank you very much, Lindell. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. See you.
3: All right, that's it, Golden Beach Park Run anniversary, done. Um, I've run the course, I've had some cake, um, chatted about costumes um, and now I think it's time for a coffee. What can I say? The course, beautiful coastal course along the Pumice Stone Passage on the southern end of the Sunshine Coast, great place to come if you're touristing around in um, southern Queensland or the Sunshine Coast
5: at any time. See you next time, guys, on the podcast. Hello park Runners, it's Melissa here from the NIL launch. NIL is a little town in the in the Victorian Wimmera area. Um, it's located about halfway between Melbourne and Adelaide. Um, we've got a small crowd building here this morning and I've found Patsy. Patsy, where are you from? We're from Tweed Heads. We're from the Twin Town Running and Walking Club, which is actually based in Twin in Tweed Heads, it's affiliated with the uh, Tweed Heads um, Services Club. Okay, and and has Parkrun brought you here today to nil? Well, yes, but as a bonus along the way, we've all been to Ballerine down at Port Arlington and done the Ballerine Sunset Run. Oh, brilliant, I was there last week too, it was a wonderful event. It's a okay. great event. So yeah. you've got the nice blue uh, tops, so I can see quite, how many of you are here, I can see quite a I few. I think there's about 10 of us here. Oh, that's 10. There could be 10 or between 10 and 12 of us here. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, have a good run. Okay. Hey, super. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Okay. I'm out on course now. We're just passing beautiful little still. Is this the swamp? This is uh, Lake Mill. <laughs> Lake Mill. Oh, sorry. I do beg your pardon. And I've got Bruce here. Bruce is the ambassador. for that's the area. I. Yep. Yep. And we've um, got a nice little turnout today, Bruce.
1: I reckon we're just going to hit 100 today here at Mill, which is absolutely fantastic. This event was originally a walking event with about 13 people. And now, with the launch, we suddenly hit 100, I reckon.
5: That's great. So did you have a group of locals that walked here regularly? So be- the,
3: the lady who is the event director, Bev, she's 80 years old, and she had a group of friends who used to come together every weekend. And they simply walk around and have a cup of coffee afterwards, which is very much a park parkrun model. And, of course, you heard
1: about
5: parkrun, and this is where we are 12 months later. That's brilliant. And you're obviously a... Um... Uh, done a few tourist runs yourself
0: (laughs) yeah i'm one of those um people
1: who's addicted to park run and uh, yeah you'll see my ugly face at a lot of events
5: i saw you were bright oh yeah (laughs) and you're sporting the lovely red 50 shirt today yeah aiming for the 100 but as we all do um that's a few runs away okay thanks very much bruce you're welcome Okay, so the event's finished now. We've had a great morning here and I've got the event director with me, Bev. How are you, Bev? I'm fantastic, thank you. And how did it go this morning? Oh, I'm thrilled to bits, absolutely, absolutely thrilled to bits. Yes, it's. Um, how many numbers did you get? There was
6: 104 runners and we had probably uh, 12 volunteers, so about 116 all up. I think it's going to be a really strong community here. Hopefully, it will
5: grow. Your course yeah. is beautiful. Yes, we're happy with it. i call it a trail. Yes, yes. Yep, double out and back. hmm Yep. And you've put on the eggs and bacon here for us this morning, which we oh, yes. really appreciate. That's yes. lovely. No, we had to feed all these wonderful visitors who came. Yep. Yes. And um, you've got quite a good story yourself about travelling for Parkrun, I heard mm-hmm. at the start. Well,
6: yes, I first met, first um, became involved in Parkrun in Kingscliff probably three years ago and thought how wonderful it was. Um, didn't think I would ever be able to start it here. Um, said to my daughter and son-in-law, it'd be great for Neil, but... Didn't think it would ever happen, and as we travelled home, I saw all these little towns that had um, uh, what do you call it? walking paths, yep. and we had nothing in Nil, so that's sort of where I started. Uh, and then my little granddaughter, two years ago, came home. She'd been up there, and she had done it, and she was so excited. And she said, "Nana, we've got to have a park run in Nil." So that was the thing that really said, right, we have to go. That's
5: good. Yep, so you're doing it for the next generation Mm, to have the benefit for. Yes. That's great. Well, thank you very much for talking to me, Bev. You're welcome. And that's a wrap from me, Melissa, signing off from Nil. A whole bunch of awesome roving reports
1: this week. Thank you to Lyndall, who was at Golden Beach's fourth anniversary since I obviously couldn't be there. You know, fortunately, we had a roving reporter on the ground. I knew she was going as well, so I failed to mention a little bit earlier that uh, after I called Rochelle, I sent Lyndall a message to say, I'm sorry, I won't be able to catch up with you because I'm not going to be there. But she did a great job. And Melissa Ellis was at Nil Launch, which sounded like it was awesome. And congratulations to Bev. That's another one out in the sticks that's going to get... A great community around it, so awesome job out there.
0: Wouldn't it be funny if one week they, like, they don't get anyone come to parkrun?
1: Like, any of the parkruns ever?
0: No, 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 no. At nil. Like, they had nil
1: parkruns. Oh, <laughs> God, Scotty. <laughs> I'm not sure they would think it was funny, but no. yes, I get your dad joke. Yep. Nice. Nice work. Yep. Popping that one in there.
0: Hey, um... So it's episode 99, Mel.
1: It is, Scotty.
0: Episode 100 next week. So it's, in a way, it's the the end of something. It's the end of me naming my files with two digits.
1: It is. It's the end of the two digits. Yeah.
0: So we're moving into a different, we're moving into a new phase next week. And one thing that I think this will be the end of Where's the Cake? Because while I've mentioned before, I don't really like
1: cake. You have mentioned that from time to time. Yeah.
0: so You're a donuts guy. I'm a donuts guy. But, but then I know some people don't like donuts. And I know that there's not donuts at every anniversary. So for maybe just one last time, I'm going to ask, where's the cake? You know?
1: This week, the cake is likely to be at Dolby in Queensland, Darabin in Victoria, Kira in Queensland and Wyndham Vale in Victoria.
0: Hey, you've already mentioned you're going to Kira, so you're getting your party gear on again. I'm going to Darabin, so we're going to celebrate on Excellent.
1: Saturday. Yep. But there are also a couple of launches, some new events joining the team, and even though we've already got two anniversaries in each of Queensland and Victoria this weekla- weekend, next year we're going to have three.
0: Yes, because Plantation Parkrun, funny name, where's Plantation Parkrun Run Mel? It's in Queensland, Scotty. Whereabouts in Queensland? Big State. Oh, I
1: knew you were going <laughs> to ask me this because I don't actually know where Plantation is.
0: Well, let me fill in the gap. Uh, it's in Air. Ooh. Yeah. Which is... Oh,
1: okay. Yes, that makes sense. Northern Queensland.
0: Yep. Far North Queensland. Park Nice and hot and sticky up there for their launch.
1: And there's another one of Vicky. Yep. Rosebud. You tell me where Rosebud is. Well, or maybe I should tell yeah, you where Rosebud I I tell is.
0: you where the events are in Queensland. You tell me where they are in Victoria. That makes sense. Oh,
1: in In some kind of weird upside down world, that might make sense. Yeah. Uh, Rosebud is in the general area of... Um, help me out here, Scotty. You're
0: not helping. <laughs> so, Rosebud is on the Mornington Peninsula. So it's a it's a good holiday hot spot in summer. Lots of Melbourneian families venture down there for their summer holidays. And again, filling a nice gap in the part of the Cool.
1: Melbourne. Well that will be that will be good fun, I've no doubt. Yeah,
0: lots of people are excited. Seventy one to the trial over the weekend, so I think they're ready to they're ready. They're ready to launch this week.
1: And speaking of fun, we want to give a couple of shout-outs to some people. So our roving adventurer and Channel 5 News crew member, Toc. Did a bit of a big deal of a race this weekend, as did uh, Central Lakes Park Run event director Tina Kerwin, and there's a whole other bunch of park runners who are over in New Zealand at the moment, and they did the Tarawera Trail Marathon, which I understand was just between 60 to 100 kilometres of mud.
0: It took them a, a long time, like some of the finishing times, I know Tok did it in 14 hours and got a top three. He was on the podium for his age category.
3: Oh, well so, done,
0: Toc. Double kudos there, but like 14 hours on your feet. Come on. It,
1: yeah, well, and I, I'm not entirely sure they were on their feet all that time. I think a lot of it, they were sort of slipping sideways down muddy yeah. mountains. So, they, you know, the whole sides of their body were probably being utilised, I think.
0: I went for my long run on Sunday and it was two hours. And I didn't feel like doing it another six times. After that,
1: up mountains and in mud,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Speaking of which, Scotty, how is your marathon training going? Are you having people ask you?
0: Thanks for, thanks for asking, Mel. You're not the first, <laughs> good, but it's going really well. I am on track. I think I'm into week three, and I did miss one session, okay, that were first reasons outside of my control, okay. But as the coach says, just let it go. Like, you're not going to make it up. It
1: no, you can't catch you up on those it. sorts of things.
0: No, so I did. I just let it go. And luckily, it, was a, um, it wasn't a super crucial session. So
1: And this far out, I imagine, you know, missing the odd one or two. They're not super crucial, as long as you don't make a
0: habit of it. Absolutely. But really enjoying it. Really enjoying the idea of every day, my thought process is, how do I get my run in today? And with that mentality, I know that my rest day can fall on a day where everything goes to crap and I can't get it. <laughs> so thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. That,
1: that's my pleasure.
0: Yeah. And Are and you on we, track for your unicorn virtual run?
1: Oh, my unicorn virtual run's all done and dusted. The medal is oh. winging its way to me as we speak. In fact, it might even be at the PO box by now. So I, I have another one in March – Uh, which is the Time Lord one. But for February, I'm just trying to move. I'm just trying to remember to get out and make time to move because I really need to keep moving this month. Um, But speaking of moving, we have uh, one of our listeners who moves about 20 kilometers a day in his day job. His name is Pommy Andy and we're giving you a shout out, Pommy Andy, because you're binge listening to us at the rate of three episodes per day at the moment. You've gone back and started at episode one. We love binge listeners. I think we uh, mentioned early on, uh, I believe it was episode 12 we mentioned, uh, if you've just started listening and you're binge listening, welcome. But anyone who's starting now at episode 99, it's a great episode to start at. We encourage it. Um, So, well done, Pommy Andy.
0: Yeah, I do worry about the binge listeners. I have one concern, is that you, Mel, I don't think we've got the greatest memories. So, I wonder if we've said stuff, like one one episode, and then completely forgotten it, and brought it up again, or mentioned it, that we were going to do it, and we never did it. I think we might have done a bit of that.
1: Well, you know what, Scotty? Something else that got mentioned in episode 12, uh, which is pertinent (laughs) to this episode, is um, you promised. You promised something. Would you like me to to play what you promised so you can hear what you promised and you can remember and you can make good? Okay. Sure. Are you ready?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I tell you what, if it's not in German, I don't sing it somebody
1: is, asked me if you, could, if you knew 99 red balloons
0: I'm going to save that for episode 99
1: <laughs> oh yes I can't wait it's yeah. going to be a long two years to get there <laughs> but that's yeah looking forward to it excellent <laughs> <laughs> now do you need the lyrics Scotty uh, would you like me to google and send you the lyrics
0: no, no, I'm sure I can do that.
1: We'll go for it. Come um, on, I'm ready. Jeez, what I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think all our listeners are ready too.
0: Wow. <laughs> um, well, look, because I obviously didn't think we would ever make it this far. Oh,
3: I love your
1: faith <laughs> in us.
0: <laughs> and uh, in celebration of making it this far. Maybe, maybe it's best for our listeners if we, if I don't.
1: No, that is not best for our listeners. This is what they want, Scotty. <laughs> I'm
0: sure of it. Episode twelve. <laughs> yep. Have you been Have you been holding on to that since episode twelve, or, or did you go back and binge listen this week?
1: I may have had a gentle nudge from some people, but I, um, <laughs> I did make a mental note of it at the time too. So yeah.
0: Okay okay hey look at the time we've got to go (laughs) this has been a long episode mel thank you again um thoroughly enjoyed it
1: well thank you for joining me for episode 99 scotty it has been a wonderful 99 episodes
0: it has can't wait to crack the ton next week As to as far as for graden mag. only nine Luftballons. And
2: das